These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my favorite funny people, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. And Abigail Williams. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing this week? I fell down in the oh, pool today. In the with pool? My, oh. With my son in tow. So I don't think I'm doing that great. Wait, you fell into a yeah. pool? We were stepping down the stairs of the pool for <gasps> okay. his makeup swim lessons, and I was walking too quickly, and I slipped on the stairs, and I mean, ate it. Oh, my God. All God, the way okay. down. It was. You didn't flow into the pool as you fell? It was like an actual boom? I think my bones bumped up against every single stair individually, one by one. I'm not 16 anymore. I've discovered that. But dangerous. I've seen soap opera characters die that way. I'm just (laughs) thankful to be alive at this point. This is how you know you're not in a soap opera. That's right. I did survive. Well, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're here with us, Abigail. Thank you. I just felt that I needed to give an honest answer to Uh-oh. that. I think our audience deserves nothing less. Mm-hmm. Nothing less. Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Alex, what's making you laugh this week? Little kids that like to dig into strangers' purses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what about you, Abigail? What's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at Dr. Death. Oh. Isn't that a show? Oh, yeah. I'm laughing at this tweet, but there's a story behind it. So I'm just going to read the whole thing to you. It's kind of long. Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal, who likes to advertise on Twitter his aromatic candles shaped like the male genitalia, has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death (laughs) during (laughs) a ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. I feel that we must discuss this. There is no way around it. We have to talk about it. I'm with Abigail. I thought so. (laughs) Okay. This is the craziest story I have heard in a long time. I want to start with the fact that this porn star's name is Nacho. Right? Well, his real name is Ignacio Gonzalez. That makes me think of Nacho Libre. (laughs) And that must be why his name is Nacho. Does he dress in a wrestling outfit? I mm-hmm. have not checked out the work of Mr. Nacho Vidal. That's what a good thing. What kind of thorough to... researcher do you call yourself? I have failed at thoroughly researching Nacho <laughs> Vidal, but I will take that on as an assignment. I actually don't recommend it, but that's up to you. Nacho was arrested for manslaughter following a nearly year-long investigation. What happened was the victim, a photographer, died after participating in a spiritual ceremony that took place in Nacho's home that involved inhaling venomous vapors from burning scales from a Bufo Alvarius toad. Oh, what? <laughs> what? There's just so much. What there. did you just read to us? This I, is too... Right? It's so I, much. I 
at first I thought it was going to be a bit more salacious maybe, but now I'm kind of messed up because it seems like there might have been seeking a spiritual awakening and it just turned into murder by accident. I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> the spiritual awakening involves burning the skin of a toad, releasing a venom, which is known to make you hallucinate. I recently watched a pretty terrible show on Netflix about this serial killer and a detective who was trying to figure out what was going on. And in this was a toad involved with drugs. And this was the first time I'd ever heard of toads being a drug-like thing. And they did exactly that. Some guy inhaled somehow toad venom and had all these hallucinations. And that's how he solved the crime. He did this to solve the crime? Oh, yeah. This detective was not supposed to be a clean-cut hero. He was definitely a messy character, and that is what happened. We're going to go back to Nacho in a second. Abigail, I have a question for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I also have Netflix, and I wonder, (laughs) why don't you ever watch anything nice? I don't know. There's so many nice things on Netflix that I adore, like Kimmy Schmidt. And you're always like murder and cult. That's definitely true. If you look at my list right now, the word murder, death, or mystery is in every single title. True (laughs) crime is definitely an interest of mine. It's a dark world out there, guys. Well, then I think you'll appreciate this because this is a true crime. It involves a toad. How weird are people? Nacho Vidal led this ritual. And he had experience taking the drug and he supplied the drug, but he, according to the investigators, completely failed to properly control the amount of drug that the victim took. He's allowed to do this, but he did too much. Him allowing this photographer to do this mass amount of toad drug is why he (laughs) is being arrested for manslaughter. Which is a problem because Nacho Vidal is 47 years old. He has a 26-year porn career. He's appeared in over 10,000 scenes. This guy had a thriving Spanish porn career that has just really come to a halt. Yeah, well, I would imagine. So toad venom isn't illegal, but murdering someone with it is. Murdering someone with toad venom, I think, is what's most illegal. Yes. But toad venom is fine. Yeah, so I guess the PSA here is if you're going to burn and inhale toad venom with your friends as part of a ritual, moderation is best. Yes, always. Wow. Wow. Just like, you know, your potato chips and snacks, moderate your toad venom, uh, scale back, um, measurements are great. I agree. Mm -hmm. This is why people should have just stuck with licking a frog. That was a thing for Licking a while. Licking a frog also was. I would never do it, but I heard about this. Yeah, I think it was before our time, but that was cool for a minute, right? No, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Licking a frog causes to lose. Let's go to the frog prince for a minute. Okay. When she kisses that thing, what's happening? She's I'll tripping. You, she's and tripping she out. Yeah, it never prince. happened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, and then it's like an emperor's clothes kind of a thing where the whole right. kingdom had to pretend like she was marrying a human man at this wedding. And it was she's oh high off goodness. her ass. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guess what we just learned about Tiana? I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm devastated. Oh, my God. 
George, thanks for sharing that. I am not going to go look up uh, Nacho-Ignacio, but if you guys want to, you can. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing this story. Yeah. I don't know what to thank, George. There's so much to wrap my mind around. Now I want to see what else is on your Twitter timeline. What else are you following? George's Twitter accounts, everything involved in George's life brings a lot of fodder for this podcast. And I am so grateful for the life you lead and the company you keep and the people you know, because you make my life better. I appreciate that for what it's worth, I guess. (laughs) I'll take it as a compliment. It was meant to be that way. All right, guys, I'm bringing back an old game we haven't played in a while. The last time we played this, we were in person at the studio, so it was like over a year ago. This is a game called Friend or Foe. In this game, we answer personal questions. Normally, we'd roll a die, but since we're not in the same room, I'm just going to randomly pull some of these cards, and then I'll ask one of us that question. Then the other two will guess what we think the answer will be, and then you give the honest answer. Oh, my gosh. So we're trying to see, like, how well do we know each other? All right, Alexandria, you're up first. Ooh, okay. What Olympic sport does Alexandria consider to be the most ridiculous? Abigail, what do you think the answer is? I think that Alex thinks that table tennis is the most ridiculous (sighs) Olympic sport out there. Oh, that's good. I'm going to say curling. I do think curling (laughs) is silly, but this is Alex we're talking about here. Alex, is it one of those or is it a different answer? I do kind of want to say table tennis. I'm trying to think which one is curling. Which one is curling? Help me out. Curling is the one where they move a large clay pot across the ice by sweeping. But it's a whole team. It's a whole team, and they're wearing really cool pants that I could never put. But it's not hockey? That does sound Oh, no, no. It's nothing like hockey. Except for the ice. They're literally just sweeping something across some ice. It's real. There's a broom truly involved. Oh, that does sound dumb. I might reconsider, but I still want to go with table tennis. Table tennis is really ridiculous because do you hear how loud they grunt? (laughs) They sound like Serena or Venus or Andre Agassi. I was going to say real tennis players. No shade table tennis players. It also makes me think of the film Forrest Gump. Okay, so table tennis it is. All right, Abigail. How often has Abigail thrown up in public from drinking too much? Ah, okay. I'm going to say. What is public? Twice. (laughs) Hmm. Let me look in your eyes, Abigail. If George says twice, I'm going to say three times. Ooh. What's the answer, Abigail? How often have you thrown up in public from drinking too much? Guys, never. Do you know me? Oh. I, I almost said that, but, but I was like, no. I just imagine like, no, that one time that <laughs> you had too much champagne at a wedding and just hurled in front of a few people. When I was 14 years old, I drank mm-hmm. for the first time. And my personality is go big or go home. <laughs> and unfortunately, in that event, which I do genuinely regret, I drank... From 1 a.m. until 4 a.m., ended up passing out, vomited. I do recall a toilet and woke up a couple hours later, still missing. And that was miserable. And it was in front of my friends. So I suppose if that counts as public, but I was 14, 
inexperienced, did not drink again. That sealed it for me. I thought, that's disgusting. Why does anybody do this? This is not worth it. And that was kind of my story. I literally told my mom the second I got in the car when she picked me up. Oh, well, I bet she loved that. I also randomly recall Coyote Ugly, but I don't know why, and I don't know what it (laughs) means. What movie makes me ugly cry the worst? You, George? Me, George. Mm, My best friend's wedding. (laughs) Sense and sensibility. Interesting guesses, but it's definitely the sisterhood of the traveling pants. What? The most I've ever bawled during a movie is during the sisterhood of the traveling pants and not when the girl dies. It was a completely not sad moment that I was like, oh my god, yeah, I was about to say what? Oh my gosh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I think it's when Blake Lively finds the letter from Rory from the Gilmore Girls and immediately calls all the friends and Ugly Betty and everybody and they like rush over to take care of her. And Mm. I (laughs) wept like Mm. my parents had just died. (laughs) Just lost. Oh no. Alexandria. Has Alexandria ever examined her lady parts with a hand mirror? What kind of question is that? I know, right after what's your favorite movie? (laughs) None of your business. I'm going to say yes, but it's none of our business. (laughs) I'm going to agree with that. (laughs) This is so funny. It's like a no yes. Have I examined my lady parts? Unreal. I can't believe we're talking about this. (laughs) Not acceptable. Let's yellow. Uh, with a mirror, yes, but it was not a hand mirror. It was a mirror I had on my door, and then I kind of like, that is just some acrobatics. Alex, <laughs> it is your business. You do not have to describe this for us. I have no shame, Abigail. It's not about shame. It's about privacy. I'm just trying to protect your privacy. No shame necessary. You know, I agree with you. Get I'll to know yourself, everybody. Book. It's a what's in my bag segment. And this you is what's in my bag. We can't make that a segment. What's in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is not that kind of show. Wow. Abigail, if Abigail had to strip, what song would she pick? Pour Some Sugar on Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going with Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Oh. Hmm. Ooh. You know what it would be? It's actually a song that I really despise but i love it it's bang bang jesse j ariana grande Nicki minaj bang bang into the room I know you wanna- oh yeah yes <laughs> yes that's great <laughs> i love that song yes. i don't love the lyrics i don't find them to be responsible I don't like <laughs> even joking references to gang bang i don't think that's ever funny but the mm. beat Kills me. The second yep. that song starts, I'm in it. And so. Jesse J is singing her ass off on 100. Them, so. No mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah. That would be the song for me. Oh, I could see that. I don't know why I could see it would be like kind of burlesque, <laughs> maybe a little like Chicago. It would involve fishnet. You're the best, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Next question is Would I prefer the ultimate O? Every time I do it, or a check for $1 million. A check for $1 million. Yeah, you want your money. Mm-hmm. You can buy lots of O's with that much money. Businesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you for that game, George.
often on this show, we bring up pop culture moments, shows, movies, and Abigail always is like, oh, guys, I... I was homeschooled. I don't know this thing. I, I don't have the context. <laughs> I don't sound and, like that. No, no, you sound like you saying it. <laughs> Whatever voice you just put on for me, I take offense to that. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> not known as a famous voice actor, so I apologize. <laughs> Continue. So, Abigail, Alex and I had an idea. We want to dedicate the pop culture blind spot just to you over the next few weeks. What? Mm-hmm. Hey. What we were thinking is that we're going to pitch a list of mm-hmm. things that are super important to us that we feel like you should have experienced. My first one, I want to throw this one out there, Alex, and you tell me what you think. Okay. I think Abigail needs to watch Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> she vaguely remembers it from being drunk at 14. Yes, I actually have no clue of anything that happens in that movie. I remember one image, a bar. That's all I got. That's where the movie takes place. That's a good image. Wow. (laughs) What were you drinking? Vodka, and I don't drink it anymore for obvious reasons. It's disgusting. How do you feel about that, Alex? Should we put Coyote Ugly on the list? I like that. Wasn't that movie based on a chain of bars? Yes. (laughs) Hogs and Heifers, I believe, was the name of it. Hogs and Heifers. That's great. I'll be sure to write this one down, guys. I'm writing it down now. Coyote Mm -hmm. Ugly. What do you have, Alex? What does Abigail need to experience? Abigail, let me know if you've already dived into this as a singer, as someone who loves music. I wanted to give you an album that very much changed my life. Usher's Confession. This is my confession. Do you know the whole album? Or just I don't know the whole album. I had an album, have- too. I don't know if Abigail's ever listened to Stankonia. What? Mm. What is that? <sighs> Say that again. Stank Onya. The Outcast album? Oh, I know Outcast, but I don't know that album. I know Hey Y'all, like everybody else in America. Do we want to give her a couple of albums here? Some confessions yeah. and some Stank Onya? Yes, especially with the Atlanta vibes. Oh, perfect timing with the albums, Atlanta based, and then Usher has his residency right down in Vegas. Yeah, I'm in it to win it. Outcast members used to come into the Hollywood Regal 24, where I first worked. When I was in high school. Oh, yes, right. wow. Oh, my God. That used to be my theater. <gasps> we may have met. We I might have you. served you popcorn and Coke. Oh, you guys are so local. I love <laughs> when I know locals. Have you watched Sex in the City? No. Will and Grace was as far as I got. Alex, I'm debating two things here. I'm wondering, should we make her watch Sex in the City or an episode of Melrose Place? Melrose Place? Is that a soap opera? It Real is. trashy nighttime soap. Ew. Next to the city's coming back, but few things are as salacious as Melrose Place. What are you feeling, Alex? There's something in my spirit that's saying the, an episode of Melrose Place. All right. So Ugh, do- I'm a little dreading it. <laughs> All right. What else you got, Alex? I was thinking throwback book-based movie. The Babysitter's Club, the well, I, 1995 film version. I wasn't Lee allowed Cook. to read those books, and I wasn't oh. allowed to watch it either. That's real. What? That's, oh, okay, bro. definitely. Movie that or was, book? Which one am I doing? I low-key want you to do both. Like, I, was I, I have a two-year-old, guys. 
I know. I'm going to try to fangirl in the shortest amount of time. But the series of books took me on an imagination high. And then when they came out with the movie, the way that it just encapsulated the young girl's experience, I think you had to do both. I'll I'll do my best. I will see what I can do. So right now on this list, we have Coyote Ugly, the album's Confessions, and Stankonia, an episode of Melrose Place, and I know exactly what episode it's going to be. Oh, great. The Babysitter's Club books. We got movie, we got TV, we got music. I think, Abigail, you should watch in its entirety the interview when Tom Cruise went on Oprah. Yes! <laughs> I can't. Tom Cruise. I sick. know, and that's You're so classic. Sick. That's disgusting. It is classic. Like, wild boots, what roller coaster did I hop on without being asked? Oh, it is man. a whole experience. I'll watch it, but I ain't going to like it. I think that might be true about a lot of these. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fair. Over the next few weeks, Abigail, from this list, you're going to bring one at a time to the Pop Culture Blind Spot. All right. I will do my best to endure this. Thank you for (laughs) the challenge, and we'll see what happens. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Every now and then we get into these circumstances in life where we go through something and we say, am I the crazy one or was that person the crazy one? Or Mm. another way of saying that is, am I the asshole here or are you the asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just have situations where we don't really know and we want to know, look, Am I crazy? Am I a jerk? And we thought that it might be fun to bring some of our own stories of this. Am I the asshole? And we will decide for one another if we are the good guy or the bad guy in our scenario. I I think that we should get some interesting things here. Okay. I'll go first. I'm driving home from a swim lesson with my son, and I'm taking a right turn where the light is red. When I look, it's a three-lane highway. In my lane, the one I'm about to turn right into, there is nobody there. So I double-check, and then I pull into traffic, and I just keep going along my merry way. About two minutes down the road, I hear somebody's horn going off so loudly that I think I'm about to get into an accident. I think it must be for somebody around me. Maybe something's happening between two other people. I look in my rearview mirror, and there is a guy up on my ass. I mean, blaring his horn at me, Mm. furious. He's Mm -hmm. weaving in and out behind the other car and behind me. And I'm only left to conclude that he must have changed lanes as I was getting into that Mm. turn and thought Mm. that I cut him off. But I never saw him, never. And I checked twice before pulling out. He peered out of nowhere? Literally, I didn't even know he was ever behind me. He was not in my line of vision. I take a right, and all of a sudden, he is there. So I think he had actually been two lanes over and was trying to just fly over. We were in traffic, but he was one of those guys that was trying to weave around just to be in front. He's so angry with me, I suppose, that he decides to ride in the middle of two lanes. When I say he, <laughs> That's petty. Petty. when he oh, came nah. within half an inch of hitting my car, I am not oh, exaggerating wow. and proceeds to flick me off, go down the road. So at this point, I know he's mad at me. We get down the road because we're at a mall 
It's a lot of traffic. He can't really go anywhere. He decides to turn right, so I have to casually pass him. As I pass him, he throws his hands up in the air like, what's your problem? And I'm thinking, what's my problem? You almost hit me, and I've got my freaking two-year-old in the back. You're about to find out what a problem is, is what I'm thinking. But I'm a sane human being, and so I kept driving. But here's my question. Am I the asshole? Did I just miss it? Did I just not check well enough? I just don't know. Mm. <laughs> I know that I think he's the asshole. That's my belief. Abigail, I want to trust you, and I want to believe that mm-hmm. you checked and he wasn't there. So I'm going to have to assume that he appeared there from some sort of time machine or parallel universe wow. <laughs> and then took it out on you. And so, no, I think in the occasion that you certainly didn't miss him and he appeared out of nowhere, he's the a-hole there. Like, how are you supposed to know? I'm going to say something. In this scenario, you're the (laughs) a-hole. You are totally making this crap. He was not in my lane, and then he was. He was changing lanes. You're not allowed to change lanes in an intersection. PSA. And that's exactly what he did. Abigail, I was going to be like, are you kind of asshole? Only because I hate getting cut off in traffic. But then you proceeded to tell us how this mofo decided that he was going to not only hold you up but everybody in yeah. traffic by driving oh, yeah. in the middle of two lanes oh yeah and what His nobody reaction. has time for uncalled for traffic and then so, to carry the grudge past the turn like you exactly. could be mad at me for this stretch of road but once we've turned like it's reset like get it's over done. it let it go and you and cut it, me off you should be satisfied you are a complete d- and we all got to pay for it what more do you want yeah he's definitely he an asshole good okay great <laughs> god i got that off my chest exactly. alex what you got mine is a good old domestic debate it comes down to the pantry should we get breadcrumbs <laughs> or should we make them from scratch a while back, Leon and I went to the grocery store and I wanted to make a lovely meatloaf and buy some breadcrumbs for our meatloaf. And Leon just debated me down in the parking lot of this grocery store and said, mm. Alex, we can make them for scratch. And I was just like, sir, you don't have to. I can buy them. <laughs> They're only a dollar and they will last me forever instead of your scratch made breadcrumbs that are going to potentially fill up this meatloaf long story short i didn't get the breadcrumbs because someone took the breadcrumbs out of the cart and put them back on the shelf no he didn't oh that's a real (laughs) statement i was petty and i didn't eat his meatloaf that he tried to make with his (laughs) i might have snuck a bite later it might have been kind of tasty but the point is breadcrumbs come in a can and you don't have to go through the effort of making them for scratch was i the asshole I think there's maybe two in this story. Because um, oh. I think taking it out of the cart was a bit much, Leon. Way much, and Leon. Then you being like real petty and not eating the meatloaf, but then going back later and eating it anyway secretly. No, see, I respect that. I totally respect that. I totally Alex, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like, hey, we don't have to take all this time. I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. Why do I got to wait 10 extra minutes for this? This is not a real thing. Thank and yet it you. was. I'm with Alex. It became so real for no reason. Okay, George, what you got? All right, Georgie. I asked my husband earlier today, when have I been an a-hole recently? I can't think of a moment. Oh, and he goes, <laughs> oh, really? Because I can think of the time you were the biggest a-hole. And <gasps> so I'm going to present the story. It happened before the pandemic. We went to a wedding of a neighbor. 
I didn't know anyone at the wedding, so I was a little uncomfortable. We watched the ceremony, then we went upstairs and had a cocktail hour, had a couple of drinks and some appetizers, and I was ready to go. I was like, all right, it's time to go. And then right as we were about to leave, they're like, okay, now come back downstairs for dinner. And we go down into the room they had just had the ceremony and they had set up a reception, which I didn't realize it was going to be a reception beyond the appetizers. And I was kind of ready to go. And then the couple had done this weird thing where it was like musical chairs. They didn't actually have enough seats at tables for all the guests. And they had this idea that whoever didn't get to eat in the first round could mingle and then go sit and eat at the second round. But it ended up just being me and Chris who didn't have chairs at a wedding full of people. We don't know that we had to like figure out how to eat and then like oh, sit with some people. And not so acceptable. I had like kind of an anxiety panic attack and lost it. And I got really frustrated. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. We're leaving anyway. And then I stormed out of the wedding, leaving oh. my husband <laughs> by himself. Ooh. By this table, and then 15 seconds after I walked off, the father of the bride came around the corner. He's like, I got some chairs. Where do y'all want to sit? Uh, and just kind of awkwardly left him at this wedding by himself oh, while I sat in the car. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, George. So I... Am I the a-hole or are they the a-hole for not having chairs for all the guests at their wedding? They may have just made a mistake, George. I'm the Chris in this scenario, and you're the Kevin. And I got to say, it's wildly awkward being left by your spouse in these scenarios when you're just trying to be polite. You embarrassed Chris in front of this family. It was an accident. You're the a-hole. Oh, my goodness, George. (laughs) George is giving me a look of like we're not friends anymore. There's two assholes, right? (laughs) She's right. I'll concede that. Yeah. Because you were embarrassed in that moment. That's a call out without asking to be called out. But then (laughs) (laughs) you got emotional and you stormed out of a wedding, leaving Chris by himself for this lovely father who brought chairs. It's really a lot. There's a lot of a-hole to go around. I want to give hugs. Yeah, it's really everybody. After that happened, I mentioned it to a friend of mine, Natasha, and I was like, was I wrong? And she goes, mm-mm, I'd have done the same thing, but you can bet your ass I would have walked out of there with a plate. Because <laughs> that's the truth. Okay. <laughs> it's time once again for one-star reviews. This is when we go out and find bad reviews and report back on them. This week, we're doing a one-star review of College Professors. What did you guys find? I thought it would be funny to dive into old reviews of my old professors. Okay, I did that too. Um, <laughs> being in the theater department, there's a lot of personalities and there's a lot of clashing. And sometimes the students clash with the professor. And there was a professor that I won't name, but I really enjoyed this professor. They were about their business in the technical department, but... They weren't for everybody, so I'll read this review. She seems nice at first and gives good lectures on theater, but in the end, she may backstab you. Backstab? (laughs) She is intolerant and still thinks she is in New York where people are without tolerance and basically mean and whining. I want to let you guys know that my college is situated in southern Indiana, so this strong opinion of New Yorkers (laughs) I don't know where they got it from. That's really funny. She'll backstab you. 
backstabbing right. got me. Like it's all great. Going out of what? her way to make you trust her, and then she's gonna stab you in yeah, the back by giving you a C <laughs> on your paper. Exactly. I was like, what is the scenario in which you are backstabbing <laughs> class? This is not intended for you guys to be friends. What are you saying? She actually was awesome because she gave you PowerPoint presentations on your flash drive if you needed it. So shout out. <laughs> I also looked up some old professors of mine, their reviews, and I found one for a professor whose name I also won't name, Dr. McFarland, whose student says, <laughs> wow, where do I start? This class was so boring. It was like death. I came into this class excited <laughs> to learn about Roman culture. And after a few weeks, I realized it was just him reading line after line oh my in his monotone voice while I struggled to stay awake. Ugh, we've Worst all had that professor. class ever. He doesn't teach anything. He just drones on and on uh, and on and on. And the ons go on for a while. I concur, <laughs> y'all, because I took a class with this guy and I could barely stay awake in his class. So I would do work in his class for other classes and one time during his lecture i finished my work and i closed my notebook and i put it into my bag and he lost his and reamed me out in front of god and everyone you do not prepare to leave my class until my class is dismissed and he yelled at me because he thought i had just decided time to go had come like because the time had come and closed my notebook and wasn't going to listen to his lecture, but I didn't have the heart to tell him I hadn't been listening at all. I don't even know what he was talking about. Don't misunderstand me. I literally don't know what we're talking about. I haven't been listening. I don't know what's going Uh, on. That's hilarious. What about you, Abigail? What'd you find? This got a little personal for me. I had a college professor who we did not get along, and I won't go into the whole story, but I decided to look up his reviews, and I won't say his name because I'm not that petty. He's a theater teacher. If you are not one of his favorites or his wife does not approve of you don't even think about attending (laughs) here he cast strictly on how much you sucked up and his wife is constantly in the background and wouldn't you think college students should get college theater roles instead of his kids oh Um, Oh. (laughs) the other thing i really liked was this jim Oops, said his name, gets off topic all the time. If you are not one of his favorites, he does not bother to learn your name, and he grades easier for his favorites. He never told us grades we made, so you had no idea what you had in the class until it ended. He is very hard to get in touch with outside of class because he never answers his email. Good luck. I just love the idea. He doesn't even bother to learn your name. Not if you're not one of the favorites. He was totally a favoritism kind of guy. I think it's common amongst theater teachers. Oh, for sure. But why was his wife involved? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, now it's his ex-wife, but they both worked there. Okay. One last thing somebody said. The only problem I find with him is that, at least in my opinion, he makes the class more boring than it needs to be. Oh. <laughs> That I just is. love that statement. More boring than it needs to be. I expected boredom, but not on this boring, level. <laughs> but not that boring. Y'all, the best one I came across, and it's not about that same professor, was I never wore my seatbelt while driving to school because I wanted to die before making it to his class. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> best that truly ever. got me off guard. <laughs> 
because that's real life. Like, <laughs> I just hoped God would take me. Oh, please, God, take me. <laughs> like, please don't let me make it to this class. That oh, is that's an hilarious. awful class. <laughs> this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boyton, who edits the show. And thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye.